Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. It's time for this district to step up to responsibilities because educators have been stepping up since day one of this pandemic. Am I right? This has been a hell of a week for teachers in San Francisco. Many were protesting all week long, and some were even sleeping in the district office because they hadn't gotten paid. And when I say hadn't gotten paid, I mean that literally, like a lot of teachers just weren't getting their paychecks. And some were already taking on extra work, like night classes, in order to pay the bills. Not one teacher here takes an extra job because, hey, they've got nothing else to do. No one. All this has been a huge mess. And for teachers, this is on top of everything else they've gone through over the last two years. Retirement accounts, health benefits, bank fees, Eviction notices, mortgages have all been impacted. I'm Devin Kadiyama, in for ECG. Welcome to the Bay, local news to keep you rooted. Today, the San Francisco teachers who protested for their paychecks. I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Teachers showed up at the district headquarters on Monday, and they had like a sit-in on the third floor of the district building. And the reason they did this is because some of them haven't been paid thousands of dollars. Julia McAvoy is a senior editor at KQED who covers education. Teachers began noticing, some of them, that something was going wrong with their paychecks. Some of them noticed in January. 
Some of them didn't notice until February. And I think part of the reason for this, Devin, is that teachers get paid once a month. And like they get paid on January for December and they get paid in February for January. And everybody was thinking maybe this was just a few, right? Maybe not a big deal. But then come March 1st is when I feel like everybody was like, check your paycheck, check your paycheck. Things are going crazy here. double check. Some people didn't get paid at all. There's this teacher who's a social studies teacher at Martin Luther King Middle School in the Portola district of the city. His name's Hector Pineda. It's the very beginning of the day and, uh, you know, you sign in. He first found out on a Monday he was going in for like an all-staff conference and he walked in the door and he said it was just like panic. Within seconds uh, during the uh, staff meeting, I was wildly checking my pay stubs and my paycheck to see how much I got. And I realized then and there that I was missing a big chunk of money. And I was just freaking out. He had gotten partially paid, but he hadn't gotten his entire paycheck. And that meant he couldn't make rent without dipping into his savings. I mean, this has just got to suck for teachers who aren't getting paid. What else have you heard from some of them? Well, there's a man named Kyle Prince. Basically, I've wanted to um, wear a sandwich board sign that says, please check your check. And he teaches ethnic studies at Burton High. And Kyle Prince was planning his wedding, and he was trying to pay for his wedding. And that's when he noticed that he was missing about $4,500 out of, you know, his account that should have been there, that he should have been being paid for. And so he starts trying to get trying to get this money back, but he, he still hasn't gotten it. He's been waiting for months. I had to dip into my savings to, to pay for a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have had to had I been paid on time. Meanwhile, like he had to pay for the wedding. So he had to turn to his family. He had to turn to his fiance. She can't believe it. I mean, she already was in disbelief, the idea that I buy many of my own supplies, right? Mm-hmm. But then the idea that I would just essentially be working for free for several months, it's just, it's, She can't comprehend it. Like, it's like you owe that money. She says if anything was wrong with her check, within 24 hours, HR would pay for it. How many, you know, teachers and school staff haven't been getting paychecks? That's a really good question. And, you know, the union's been trying to figure that out through its own sort of calculations. The district we know has started a ticketing system to track the cases, but they haven't told us how many total tickets have been filed. And it's probably complicated because some people have filed multiple tickets, right? Because they didn't get any answer to their first ticket or their second ticket. So they're still filing, waiting to hear back. Um, But the district hasn't said yet. The union estimates that there are about 1,500 teachers altogether who are having some kind of problem with their paycheck. Yeah. And is it pretty much across the board in terms of what types of teachers are, are affected or some worse, you know, in worse conditions than others? There's a whole bunch of teachers who have two different or three different jobs. They're not only teaching their regular job, but they're also teaching like credit recovery at night. And they're also teaching online education. And a lot of those teachers who have these double designations are ones that are seeing problems with getting all the money. So there are, you know, teachers like Hector Pineda who are just teaching regular and not doing any sidebar jobs, and he didn't get paid all the way. Then you got the teachers who are doing two or three different gigs, and they're not getting paid all the way. There's a bunch of teachers who've gotten partial pay. There's a bunch of teachers who've gotten overpaid. Um, There's teachers who have been cut checks to uh, make them whole, and those checks have bounced. Then there's teachers who haven't gotten their benefits properly, and there's other teachers who haven't had their taxes taken out. So the problems that are going on right now 
seem to be multiple. And then you've got this whole other sort of chunk of folks who are getting in touch with us saying, this actually goes deeper, they say, than this new uh, payroll accounting system called, you know, Empower SF. Tell me how this even happened. Like, what do we know about how we got into such a big mess here? That is a big question on a lot of people's minds. I mean, some people in the teachers union say it goes back before this rollout of this new program, but the district really blames it on the transition from a 17-year-old program that needed to be upgraded, and everybody agrees on that, including the teachers, like they were, you know, this needed to happen. It's just that the rollout was, you know, not done right. That's been really frustrating because the financial department came to the board and asked them to approve an extra $4.2 million last year so that they could do a smoother rollout. And so, yeah, so that's where, you know, Board Commissioner Matt Alexander is like, this is nuts. You know, you, we gave you the money you wanted to avoid this kind of trouble. And here we are smack in the middle of a big fat mess. Is this really just about a poor rollout of a of a brand new millions of dollars IT system or or is it is it more than that? I think it's a reasonable question to ask. Um, we know that there's a problem with the rollout of this accounting system, but we also are hearing from teachers that some of these problems go back with uh, the financial department not doing things well in 2021, not withholding enough taxes. People didn't have, you know, their benefits in their checks. They didn't staff the payroll department because they had been told to cut upper management. We heard this from some of the, in some of the press conferences this week from Union President Cassandra Curiel. I told the superintendent that that was his interpretation and a very clear, very clear negligence and poor decision making to manage an organization that has 10,000 employees to only have five payroll clerks. This problem is not the computer. And so whose responsibility is this? Has anybody taken responsibility for this? Well, there's a person named Yang Lei who is Deputy Superintendent of Policy and Operations. That means Lei oversees business services and information technology. And Lei was sort of moved aside by uh, Superintendent Matthews this week, and he appointed someone else to take over that job full time. And we have reassigned uh, Melissa Dodd, who is the head of CPO, full-time just to empower. So this week, when the teachers camped out at district headquarters, Superintendent Vincent Matthews went there to meet with them, to talk with them about how he was trying to get them their money as fast as he possibly could and to take responsibility. I, I hold myself accountable. There's no way whatsoever, if there's one person who didn't get five cents on their check, we then, as a system, have failed. So I hold myself accountable, and I want to apologize to our employees. I've done this a couple of times, but I want to make sure you hear me loud and clear. There's no way our system should do that, and in that way, we have failed you. Matthews has said, nobody should not be getting paid right now. We're on it. We're doing everything we can to get you your checks as soon as possible. They have cut some off-cycle checks. They have appointed more people to this uh, sort of payroll issue. They've brought in new, someone new to head it, and they've thrown more people at it. They used to have maybe around five folks in that department. Now they've got 20 or more. 
It's like, look, we need to get you your money and then we're gonna triage the flaws in the system because we need to get those fixed before the next paycheck comes out. Honestly, like teachers throughout this whole pandemic have been through so much. They've not only kind of been on the front lines of, of a lot of the, the biggest stories that we've been talking about during this whole pandemic, they, their, their stories have been out there publicly. I'm curious from what you've heard from some of the teachers, what does it say about what it's like to be a, a teacher, especially in San Francisco right now? I think teachers are just stunned. I feel like they've given their all during the pandemic, moving from, you know, in-person to online, back to in-person, you know, juggling masks, you know, who's vaccinated, who isn't, the testing protocols, you know, becoming health centers for kids. And then they're facing possible job cuts um, because the district's got a $125 million budget deficit and they've got to cut teachers to balance the budget, they say. That's part of it anyway. And so you've got teachers like, you know, Lynn G, who teaches 12 grade English at Burton High. And she's just like, it's humiliating. I'm so mad. Demoralizing. Like you are just, you're not respecting the work that we're doing. You know, she says, I just, I feel really angry on on behalf of all of us. It just seems so unfair. It's one thing when they say that, you know, it's, it's a new system, we're transitioning to it. Please be patient. I have been very patient. But it's a whole other thing when you tell me to check my account and there's $130 only that you've paid me. I'm lucky that I'm not living paycheck to paycheck, but I do have colleagues who do need to pay rent and they are not able to pay rent. So I am angry, like very angry on their behalf. Julia, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Good to do this with you, Devin. Thanks for caring about this issue. On Thursday afternoon, the teachers' union and school district announced that an agreement had been reached. SFUSD will reimburse union members if they've been hit with things like late fees for credit card or mortgage payments. And the district says it will pay teachers within three days if there is an error. The union says they plan to follow up and make sure that all the teachers get the remaining money that they're owed. But for now, teachers have left the district office and the sit-ins have ended. Julia reached back out to high school English teacher Lynn G, who said she's going to wait and see whether the district upholds its end of the bargain. But she's not going to hold her breath. Julia McAvoy is a senior editor covering education for KQED. Thanks as well to KQED's Alex Emsley, who also reported on the story and recorded some of the audio that you heard. This episode was edited and cut by Alan Montecilio. Maria Skinka added the music and the sound. KQED's podcast leadership team includes Jessica Placek, Kiana Mogadam, Jen Chien, Vinny Tong, Ethan Tovin Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Devin Kadayama, in for ECG. Have a good weekend. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. 
So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S.